You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. The story is told about a priest who had a reputation of being quite long-winded. And one particular Sunday during Mass, he noticed about halfway through his long homily, a gentleman got up and walked out and went out the front doors of church. And then afterwards, before the homily was over, the man came back in again. Well, this is kind of very distracting the priest, and he wondered for something that he said that upset the man. So after Mass, he said, I'm just curious, why did you walk out during my homily today? The man said, well, Father, I went to get a haircut. <laughs> he said, a haircut? Why did you get a haircut before you came to Mass? The man replied, because I didn't need one then. <laughs> On occasion, I've heard people from the parish say that occasionally our Mass announcements at the end of Mass are longer than the homily. So I've decided this Sunday to make the announcements part of the homily. Since everything, whether we realize it or not, that we announce at the end of Mass has a spiritual dimension to it. It's the way that we go forth and glorify the Lord by our lives. It's the way we go forth and live our faith. My first announcement is that Father Chris Reuter, our part-time sacramental minister, is still in St. Elizabeth's Hospital in O'Fallon, recovering from his surgery three weeks ago this Tuesday. Unfortunately, this past week, Father Chris developed some post-surgery complications. He came down with some pneumonia and blood clots. So he had to be moved back from the physical therapy wing to the medical wing. I visited Father Chris yesterday, and he seems to be doing better. The pneumonia and blood clots are under control, and he hopes either tomorrow or Tuesday to be able to resume his physical therapy at the hospital. Father Chris asked me to extend his greetings to all of you, and I assured him of our continued prayers for his complete recovery. Father Chris is anxious to get back with us, and he's still complaining about the hospital food (laughs) since they have him on a low-sodium diet. He said they won't even let me have ketchup on my hamburger. (laughs) This fourth Sunday of Easter is traditionally designated as Good Shepherd Sunday, because of the gospel that we just heard. And also, a world day of prayer for vocations to the priesthood, diaconate, and consecrated life. As we all know, there is a dire shortage of religious vocations in our country and in our diocese. As our bishop, Bishop Braxton, reminded us when he was here for confirmation a week ago this past Thursday, we have 106 parishes in our diocese and 39 diocesan priests, 50% of which are over 50 years of age. We are blessed to have about 20 international priests here on temporary loan to us who are helping us to keep our heads above water. And because of this priest shortage, as you're probably aware, every parish in our diocese has been formed into a parish partnership with either another parish or two other parishes or even sometimes three other parishes so that one priest can 
serve the entire partnership when needed. As you know, we are in partnership with Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Dupo, and we are blessed to have Father Linus Umoran, a Vincentian priest from Nigeria, who is serving both parishes, Sacred Heart and Holy Family, as their temporary administrator. This past week, Father Linus and Father Marvin Volk of St. James Parish in Milstad, who is in partnership with Holy Family Parish, and I had a meeting with Bishop Braxton about our partnerships. And it's obvious from Bishop Braxton's remarks that we don't know how long Father Linus is going to be available to be here in our diocese, or whether or not he may be needed somewhere else to serve in our diocese. And once Father Linus is no longer available, then that means I become pastor at the Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Dupo once again. And if for any reason Father Chris would not be available to help us anymore, then we as a parish would go from four to three weekend masses so that I can take a Sunday Mass at Sacred Heart of Parish in Dupo. And so the point is, this vocation shortage will eventually impact each and every parish in our diocese, including our own. This is why we pray the prayer for vocations every month. And this is why we have formed a parish vocation committee so that we can create a climate that nurtures religious vocations. And this is why we have initiated the Chalice for Vocations program, inviting a different family every week to take the Chalice home with them to pray for vocations during that upcoming week. And this is why we are blessed this morning to have with us the St. Clair County Sarah Club, who are an organization that encourages vocations. And they're here this morning to tell us more about the Sarah Club and how we can be a part of their initiative. And this, too, is why Bishop Braxton is encouraging every parish in the diocese to send representatives to our cathedral in Belleville for ordinations on Saturday, May the 19th at 10.30 a.m. One new priest will be ordained for our diocese, and when he is ordained, the average age of priests will go up, not down. And we will have eight new deacons ordained to serve our diocese. Bishop Braxton wants us to be there as a way of offering our support to those who are ordained to serve us and also as a way for us to pray together as a diocese for more vocations. Whenever Father Linus, Father Marvin, and I meet with Bishop Braxton as we did this past Wednesday about our parish partnerships, invariably Bishop Braxton will ask each of us, did your parish make us go for the Catholic service and ministry appeal? Our parish, in my 15 years, has never done that. Why does our parish show such meager support for this annual diocesan appeal, which enables us as a diocesan church to support a variety of outreach ministries to those in need and to the poor, including Father Chris's prison ministry? This year, I've set a goal for our parish to have 400 people to participate, and not focus upon our financial goal, but just participation so that each one of us can do a little bit, which will make a big difference. Last year, we had only 231 participants. And thus, for this year, we have about 150. If you maybe have misplaced the commitment form that you received in the mail a few weeks ago, there just happens to be extra forms in the gathering space this morning. Take one with you and participate. Be part of our initiative as we support Father Chris and his prison ministry and others who work in these very important outreach ministries throughout our diocese. 
It's important, I think, for us to remember the diocese has been very supportive of us as we have been in the building mode these past 12 years, building our new church and now our new Catholic Education Activity Center. And recently, as you may or may not know, the diocese has loaned us $3 million to enable us to get started sooner rather than later on our new Catholic Education Activity Center. And so it's important, I think, that we support this outreach initiative of our diocese so that we can do our part to serve all the people, especially those most in need throughout Southern Illinois. In order to pay back this $3 million that the diocese has loaned us, we are launching in the next couple of weeks a bond sale. And we have scheduled informational meetings on April the 29th in the garden level at 6.30 p.m. and on April the 30th at 7 p.m. to give information to those who might be interested in, for, in earning 5% return on these fixed income investments. We hope that this can be a win-win for everyone. Also, as your pastor or your spiritual shepherd, I always want to encourage everyone to be an informed Catholic and to do some spiritual reading. One opportunity for this is to subscribe to our diocesan newspaper, The Messenger. Every edition of The Messenger, we purchase 10 copies as a parish to make them available in the gathering space to you, free for the taking. The reason we do this is because we want to encourage you to subscribe to The Messenger. In every edition, there are wonderful columns by Father Ron Roheiser and Oblator Mary Immaculate, and Bishop Robert Barron, Auxiliary Bishop of Los Angeles in California, both renowned and superb spiritual writers, and sort of our modern-day Bishop Sheens. And there's also in the Messenger a question-and-answer column by Father Ken Doyle that's always very interesting and informative. In this highly secular culture in which we live, we need to be well-informed Catholics so that we can not only live our faith, but defend our faith and be proud of our faith. On this Earth Day, I hope you'll take time to read the front cover of our parish bulletin. Not now, but after Mass. <laughs> and take seriously the suggestions of how we can take better care of our common home and how we can heed the words of our spiritual shepherd in Rome, Pope Francis, who a couple days ago said about Earth Day, I exhort everyone to see the world through the eyes of God, their Creator. As I hope that you are aware, I think it's important for us to always be a family-friendly parish. And that's why I'm so grateful to our Knights of Columbus Council for implementing the Building the Domestic Church program. As part of that initiative, there will be a family-friendly movie with a spiritual message shown this Friday night in the, gathering, in the garden level at 6.30 p.m. entitled Nomeo and Juliet. All are welcome, both the young and the young at heart. Also, passing on the faith to our youth is an important part of our church mission. And so that's why we devote a lot of resources to faith formation for our youth. That's why we're building a new Catholic Education Activity Center for our Immaculate Conception School and our Immaculate Conception PSR program. That's why we have a Catholic high school available at Jabot for our youth so that they can get a faith 
faith-based education. And all these opportunities provide for a total learning experience so that youth have an opportunity to develop all their talents and skills, one of which is theater and drama. And that's why you'll notice as you look at our new building site, you can see the stage there is already being formed so that our students are so talented in that regard can be part of plays and do them right here in our own school. This week, Jabot Catholic High School is presenting their annual spring musical entitled Little Mermaid, directed by our own Mary Beth Babcock, our liturgy director. And there are several high school students of our parish who will be in this production. So I hope that you'll join me as we enjoy this wonderful music. I'm sure that you'll be impressed by how talented these young people are. So the performances will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Jabot at 7 p.m. and next Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Finally, as your spiritual shepherd, I need your wisdom and your leadership to help us set our goals and to fulfill our mission. And that's why we have a parish pastoral council and a parish school board to give assistance and advice to your pastor. We still need more people to step up and to put their names in nomination for the upcoming discernment of new pastoral council school board members, which will be held on May the 5th. It's an excellent way to practice stewardship of your time and talent. Nomination forms are available in the gathering space. You just fill out the little slip of paper and put it in the boxes provided for the school board and for the pastoral council. Then at 5 o'clock Mass on Saturday, May the 5th, we'll call upon the Holy Spirit to guide us as we draw off the names that we need to fulfill the vacancies. Yes, my homily may be a little longer than usual, but fortunately, no one is left to get a haircut. <laughs> but since Father Chris is not available this weekend and I'm taking all the Masses, I want to take advantage of this opportunity to speak to everyone in the parish about some issues that I think are very important for all of us. And of course, the good news is there will be no end of Mass announcements today, though that's not a good excuse for leaving early. I want you to know how blessed I feel and how honored I am to be your pastor, your spiritual shepherd. And I know that I often fall short of the example of Jesus, the good shepherd. And I also know that I need shepherding too. And I thank you for the many ways that you constantly shepherd me in situations and in times that you may never be aware of. Let us all continue to strive to imitate Jesus, the good shepherd, in all of our shepherding, so that we can continue to support and encourage each other as we seek to be faithful to our mission of proclaiming to all the world that God is good. All the time. All the time.